What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the newest episode of All Kings Considered, the podcast that, well, let's be honest, intermittently looks at Stephen King movies and uh, tells you what we think of them. I'm your host, Aaron. With me, as always, co-host extraordinary, the lovely, the talented, the GDMOS herself, Jen Place. Hello. So, uh, so, 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 Jen, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a little while since we, we did one of these. A minute. Like several, actually. Like, I checked today and I announced this episode two years ago in 2021. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I've been, I've been baiting you all in is what it is. I, 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 you were building anticipation. Yeah, I was building anticipation. Like a good horror director, I was building suspense. <laughs> when is this episode going to drop? Is this episode ever <laughs> going to drop? These were all questions that I myself was also asking. Um, but here we are. Hi. Yeah. My Remember goodness. Us? Yeah, seriously. Um, so, yeah, intermittently. Uh, you might remember us from such episodes as, as like the only other ones we did like two years ago. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to be talking today about the 1983 John Carpenter classic, Christine. It's a fantastic movie as far as I'm concerned. Um, one that if I'm being completely honest with you, we watched four times <laughs> while preparing for this episode. Uh, because we were like, all right, let's watch it. And then we would immediately not record. Yep. And then it would get too long. And I was like, well, we should probably watch it again. So we watched again. And then we'd go to record and not record. So many times this occurred that I basically said going into this episode, if we don't record it this weekend, we're not watching it again. We'll pick another movie and we will come back to that. We will come back to Christine at a later date. Thankfully, here we are, because uh, <laughs> while I love the movie, I don't really feel like watching it again. No. Anytime soon. I don't either. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm glad that we could all get through this together today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jen, give us uh, give us the important facts about this movie. All right. Well, you already spoiled the surprise that it was done in 1983 and that John Carpenter directed I'm it. I'm just impressed that I remembered a, uh, a date. Uh, I mean, I am too. Um, let's test this. Nope. When's my birthday? I don't know. Sometime in January. All right. When's our wedding anniversary? Sometime not in January. It's in wow. April. It's, it's, not, it's not in Is April. Is that not April? No. Oh, it's in March? Wow. Okay. All right. Moving on before I <laughs> And we don't have another anniversary. Uh, so Christine stars Keith Gordon as Arnie, the titular character that, you know, as you phrased it, the touching story of a boy in his car. Mm -hmm. um, John Stockwell as Dennis. Alexandra Paul of Baywatch fame and a terrible haircut as Lee. Yeah. Robert Prosky as Darnell, who calls everyone shitters. Harry no, D that's not Darnell. Yes, You're thinking of LeBay that calls everyone shitters. Darnell is the guy that owns the... Oh, for the one who's always chewing his yeah. cud. All right. I stand corrected. Well, Harry Dean Stanton uh -uh. as Junkins, the worst police officer ever. Yeah. Christine Belford as Regina Cunningham, the worst mother ever. <laughs> Roberts Blossom, LeBay, who you may remember from uh, Home Alone fame as the... Creepy uh, old man next door. Yes. And the person who actually calls people shitters. Yeah. William Ostrander as Buddy Reperton. 
David Spielberg is Mr. Casey, the teacher. Uh, Malcolm something that I'm not going to attempt to pronounce is Moochie. Stephen Tash as Rich. Stuart Charno as Vandenberg. Kelly Preston as Roseanne. And really, that's... Yeah, that's a lot. That, we we yeah, covered that, them all, I, I think. Yeah, I went through. Unless you want to get into like the day players or stuff that, like that. No, no, we don't need to do that. All right, so... Uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously this is a classic. I feel like it it's is. one that like we we don't have to do a ton of uh, plot explanation because I feel like a good majority of people have probably seen this one before. But and even if you haven't, it's kind of well known. Like, yeah, there's a handful of car movies out there. Yeah, like, it's like this one and then like the car. Yeah. Yeah. And like dual. Yeah. And maybe um, maximum overdrive. Maximum Does that overdrive. count? Yeah. Yes. For trucks. If you trucks, want to get into its yes. shitty, its shitty remake. Yeah. If we're if we're talking about sentient vehicles, yeah. I mean, yeah. I this guess, is where we go. Yeah. It's, that's... it's Christine, and then that car from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> this is your ba- these are big players right I there. Mean, I feel like in the, the same, Herbie Rabbit. the Love Bug. Oh yeah, Herbie. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's about it. Yeah, that, all right. So then we've those. completely derailed everything it, there. Yeah, um, that was fast. All right, so uh, Arnie is just your average American nerd. dork. Yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a big old nerd. Uh, they they go they go all in on the stereotypes with the ill fitting clothes, and the movie opens with with Dennis picking him up, and Arnie comes out with uh, Arnie the nerd with the cool kid best friend. Yep, the the football player best friend, and Arnie's got the 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 glasses taped there in the center and he's stumbling through a big puddle and his mother is an absolute monster like every stephen king movie like this is what this 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 might be one of the most pinnacle evil moms in in a stephen king movie she's really just the worst she is the worst and i remember kind of looking at you while we were watching it and asking like did 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 was she this bad i remember her like i've read the book obviously I don't remember it's been so long, obviously, that I don't remember um, quite how awful she was. I know she was pretty rotten and the father was like absolutely a spineless worm. And I feel like they went with that. But boy, did she just she just nailed it home. Like it was just like you just do not like her from the get go. You can't capture her constant expression of just pure disdain on a page. Like that is a visual that you need to have. And she really, yeah, she really rocked that. Like an Oscar caliber mean mom performance. Yeah. And as a mom, like it's more horrifying to me watching her now. Like she was awful when I watched it before, but you know, now that I have, a, I mean, I've had a kid for more than a minute, but like she is. Whoa. Yeah. Just, just absolutely rotten and mean and for no reason yeah. like arnie is a dork yeah. sure but the level of just meanness and controlling and it, uh, it's uh, no it's terrible she's awful like she's like the opening sequence of the movie is is the car being built like the car on the assembly line and they're putting it all together with the rock music going on in the, in the in the you know the the background and they're building the car and then she the christine murders the guy the fat in, guy with the cigar yep that ashes on the yep. the seat murders they find him at the end of the day which like i told you while we were watching like that place is as brightly lit 
as humanly possible. The windows are not <laughs> tinted because that wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> How on earth did that large man die in the seat of that car and nobody found him until the very end? Maybe and they opened him. they opened the door and he falls out of like the pass the driver's side door like half of him like the upper half of him falls out. So he had to have been leaning into the door for yeah. that to happen anyway. There is no possible way that I'm nitpicking, I know, and I'm sorry, but there is no possible way that no one saw him over the course of that entire day. Like nobody was like, "Hey, where's Chuck?" <laughs> oh, Chuck is dead. Chuck's in the car. dead. Chuck's dead in the car. I don't know if his name was Chuck, but for the sake of argument, today it's today Chuck. It's Chuck. Yep. Um, his new nickname. Yeah. So once that whole setup is is given, like it's obviously there to to let you know that this car is different. Uh, your boy is different, Mister Mrs. Gump. Like yeah, this so car the, is different. The giant line of cars being churned out it's the only red one yes the rest it of is that's right white and, you know so already you know she's got attitude right but before we go any further obviously like i'm gonna make some jokes while we do this and jen's gonna make some jokes that is not to say that we don't love this movie we 100 percent do john carpenter is my favorite director <laughs> um so i love this movie so any kind of nitpicking i'm doing is just because i'm an older movie fan and a prick um, <laughs> um, just putting it right. Yeah. Out there. So once we get past the car being built, like the real, I I consider like the the after that to be like the real opening of the movie, like that sets the tone. But the real opening of the movie is is Arnie's mom. Yes. Dennis pulls in to pick up Arnie for school, and he's got like a sporty kind of car, I think. From, it's a Camaro, yeah, if I remember but he doesn't roll in loud. Like even for a Camaro, it rolls in at like average volume. Yeah, and his radio is on, but I wouldn't go so far as to say that it was like blaring noise or anything pollution. like that. And she's like, you know, that's noise pollution, and he kind of gives her this look, like you know, you're a bitch, right? She is the neighborhood Karen before. Yeah, the Karen. absolutely. I hope they didn't have an HOA. <laughs> she is the HOA. Yeah. So, so Arnie, come, like, we're back to where we were, like, retro, record scratch. We're back to where we were. Uh, Arnie comes out of the house with the trash, and it's it, like the bag rips, and there's trash all over, and he's trying to get to Dennis, and he forgets what he's doing, and he goes back to get his lunch, and Mom says, be careful, there's yogurt in there. Try and keep it cold. Try and keep it cold, because anybody who's ever gone to school knows is the easiest thing to find is a fucking refrigerator. Like sure. Oh yeah, they yeah. They, they have them right everywhere. In between you. lockers, there's a little spot for you to stick your cold ass lunch. Don't send dairy products Ever. to school with your children. The hell is in that yeah. with you? So they get to school. Arnie bitches and complains on the ride about his parents a little bit, basically setting this the the tone that he, Arnie's a nice guy. He's just a little bit awkward. He's he's just a nice dude. He's a he's a very friendly kind of average guy. He's smart. Yep. Um, soft spoken. He's funny. Yeah. His parents just like his dad is like I said, a completely spineless loser, like just this, just this absolutely neutered suburban guy in a cardigan. Yeah. 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 And the mother is the very like over the top kind of domineering. Yeah. Everything Arnie does must fit within a certain criteria, yep. or it's not going to be allowed. Yeah. Um. A suburban momster. Yes. So they get to school. We get some interaction with some kids around school. Uh, some of the conversation and language in this movie is not stuff that would translate well into today's no. vernacular. Um, but I wouldn't go so far as to say that they are heavy handed with it. When it does pop up, you go like a little bit. But 
it's nothing it, it's nothing overbearing i don't think it detracts no. from the movie if it was missing you wouldn't even notice that exactly. it was missing it's like typical mid 80s high school Steve, guy speaking high school guy speak and also stephen king dialogue mm -hmm. where you've got some kind of kind of rough shit in in retrospect that you know you, you cringe a little bit yeah. but you also keep in mind like these things while not great to say then but there was a whole lot less pushback for stuff like that and that goes for anything yeah. that's aged so we get we get some we get some high school interactions and uh Dennis realizes that Arnie hasn't met him for lunch outside. So he's kind of wandering around. He's looking for Arnie. Can't quite find him. And some guy comes rolling up and, yo, man, did you see Cunningham? Like, no, where is he? Oh, Repperton's got him in the shop. That's right, y'all. We are going to get introduced to, uh, to, to the, like, I can't necessarily call him the villain because obviously the car is the villain. But I would go so far as to say that Buddy Repperton is your uh like he's your high school bully street tough yeah and arnie's nemesis basically he's like your mid-game boss yeah yeah he's like your lower level mid-game boss <laughs> um and buddy repperton is best described as like a 50s I won't call him a greaser because his hair's not slicked back, but nope. he's definitely got that 50s young tough look about him. Yeah. The kind of guy that would have wrapped his pack of cigarettes up in the sleeves of his shirt. Yep. With the peg jeans and yes. the engineer boots. And the engineer boots yes. and uh, switchblade in pocket. I'm assuming the other pocket probably had a comb. Yeah. Um, he seemed like that kind of dude. So anyway, Dennis makes his way to the shop. Arnie's getting... Arnie's getting, you know, knocked around and picked on by Buddy Repperton and his gang of miscreants. Um, the weirdest looking group of kids that would, like, I understand you have the hierarchy of, of bully groups mm -hmm. with, you know, Buddy looking like he's 30 and has a full-time job outside of high school. And then the rest of them, like, you have the tall string bean guy, you have... The other one with the giant hair who looks like one of the mice from Twas the Night Before Christmas, mm -hmm. the animated movie. And yep. then you have Moochie. Look, I got a whole thing. I know. On, I got a whole thing whole on thing Moochie. About Moochie. Like, they're just, what a, what a. What a mix. Yeah. What a mix of people that do not match at all. Yeah. In any way. So Dennis is like. Yo, buddy, give Arnie his lunch back. And, and Repperton's like, yo, why don't you come and take it? And Arnie's like, hey, put the knife down and I will. And then he stabs Arnie's yogurt. And then Dennis goes to make a move for it. And then, and then, like, all right. So, like I said, I've read the book and it's been quite a while. And I don't remember if this was how it was presented in the book, but in the movie, Moochie comes across as I uh slightly homoerotic the things that he does like he 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 so he puts his arm from behind Dennis he kind of yokes Dennis up in this like headlock like chinlock it's like he's got him around the neck and so he's behind him 
And then he leans his head sort of close into Dennis's ear, but then reaches down and squeezes Dennis's balls like as hard as possible. And then says something to the effect of like, how do you like that? Or something like that. Yeah. And Dennis falls down and Arnie goes to, Arnie goes to grab re- something from Repertin and he slips in the yogurt and, and then the teacher shows up finally. Um, Cause you know, it's shop class. Why would you bother having like a, you know, a professional around with heavy machinery and buddy, Re- maybe buddy Repertin was the adult in that situation. Cause he, for a teenager, boy, did he look 35. Yeah. 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 Right. It really does. It did. Um, so, you know, the teacher comes in and he's like, what the hell's going on? You know, Repertin, you fucking troublemaker, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and uh, he's like, yo, buddy's, some, uh, Dennis is like, yo, buddy's got a knife. The teacher's like, what, you, let me turn your pockets out. And buddy's like, I ain't turning my pockets out. Like, uh, he's like, yes, you are. And then he like grabs buddy and he shakes him like shit you cannot do anymore like he like grabbed buddy and he's like i'll fuck you up like basically yeah, the teacher who's like six inches right shorter. right like buddy repperton was clearly older than him and <laughs> and and was like you know not quite threatened by this whole scenario um so he takes the knife out of his pocket and the teacher tells buddy to you know head to the office or whatever and then Buddy says he quick turns to to Dennis and Arnie's like I'll get you ah fucks <laughs> like it's like very random like screaming of words like but basically you know Buddy's pissed yeah and uh, so so we're gonna pause here because I have to bring this up is that uh, so my lovely co-host here and I she's if you could see her face right now she knows what's coming <laughs> I know what's coming. um my my lovely co-host here and I many years ago went to a horror convention. And Buddy Repperton, the the actor who played him, was one of the was one of the guests. I don't know why I felt the need to clarify that it was the actor that played him and not literally Buddy Repperton. <laughs> it wasn't actually um, Buddy Repperton. But anyway, William so, Austrian. Yes. So 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 we're sitting in a we're standing in a room milling around. I think I might have been looking to see who was in the room. We were seeing like what kind of celebrities were in there, and I happen to glance over, and Mr. Buddy Repperton is checking out my wife, <laughs> like just getting a good long eyeful of my wife. And then now, now he's bigger than me, like considerably, like, sure. He's older. He was older now, but he was still, but he was still like in fairly good yes. shape and he was dressed. This is, this was the kicker. He was dressed like Buddy Repperton. Yep. So he knew what people were coming for and he had it like he was definitely, he rolled out the butter Buddy Repperton fucking outfit and he was ready to go. He probably had a switchblade. He probably did. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Buddy Repperton is 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 getting a glance at my wife and he happens to look up and see me seeing what he's doing and i'm not mad i didn't fucking glare at him or anything like fuck you repperton outside right now um yo he panicked when he saw that i that i had seen him like he just like he just you know kind of recoiled and and and, uh, a little bit like he was far enough away that he didn't have to say sorry but uh he was definitely a non-verbal oh god my apologies with it and uh, I, I'm going to be honest, like, I always thought that Buddy Repperton, even in the movie, was kind of this, like, well-done villain. Mm-hmm. Like, he just came across, like, the ultimate high school bully. Like, that guy that would, like, smoke cigarettes out. And you were like, oh, don't fuck with that guy. I heard he killed somebody. Like, it's just shitty rumors that you would hear. See, and um, I would want to date that guy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
I probably did. You probably did. You probably did. <laughs> but but one. but him recoiling from me looking at him, uh, it, it really kind of killed the the shine of Buddy Repperton a little bit. I was like, oh, you're just an actor. Like it was just really kind of uh, kind of a letdown. It's the feather but, uh, in my cap, though. So it it was great. I love telling that story, obviously, because now it's been recorded for all eternity. Yep. Um. So they leave school that day. Arnie's obviously bummed. His glasses got broke. He's got yogurt all over his fucking pants or whatever. Uh, it does sound dirty, isn't it? Um, so they're driving home and they happen to roll past a like a rundown house with an old car out front. And Arnie flips the fuck. Turn around. Stop. Dennis, turn, turn around, turn around. They get out and uh, Arnie's runs up to this, this dusty old beat up. Like I can't even imagine it would run looking. Yeah. Red Plymouth. It is a Plymouth. I did, get, did I get it yes. right this time? Yes. Uh, and he is just immediately in love. And Dennis is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this thing is a piece of junk. Like, you could go down and get a better car for, like, a hundred bucks anywhere. Yeah. Like, Dar but he says you can go to Darnell's and, and you find a hundred cars that look exactly like this. And uh, Arnie's like, I don't fucking care. This is the one I want. And then who shows up? But the medical back-braced wonder that is LeBay. <laughs> LeBay, the creepiest, scurviest-looking old oh. man. Like, he looks like like if you coughed something, if you were really sick, and you coughed something up, like a, some phlegm that was, like, awfully colored, that's LeBay. Like, he just looks like the kind of, like, after you talk to him, you're like, I probably need to wash my hands or I, something. At least twice with bleach. Like, yeah. his hair is, it, it's all, like... Yeah. It just feels like that old nicotine stained yeah. everything and that back brace that's somewhere. It's the back brace that does it for me because it's so me filthy. Too, and it's dirty and it kind of looks like it might be weird lingerie at the <laughs> same time. Anything is weird lingerie if you if you want it bad enough. Well, I mean, there's that. But it the back brace, I think, is what bothered me the most when I first saw this. Yeah. And I think when I first saw Christine, I taped it off TV with commercials. Um, so yeah, watching that younger, it still, it skeeves me out now yeah. looking at him in that outfit. He just, bleh, just gross. Like he's something that crawled out of an abandoned garage. <laughs> so, uh, so Arnie's like, yo, how much do you want for this car? Whatever you're asking. It's too, it's too little. Uh, so yes, immediately. Arnie and the so Arnie, art yeah. Of Arnie's a solid negotiator. Yep. Uh, and LeBay kind of tries, like for the first couple minutes or so, kind of tries to talk him out of it or feel him out to see if he, this is really something he wants to do. But Arnie's not, Arnie's not taking any fucking, he's not taking any bad advice on this. And he just, no. he wants his car. Our boy Arnie is yeah. uh, he, uh He says he wants the car. And uh, LeBay hands him the hands him the keys. He says, "Go in, turn on, see if it see if it turns on." Start her up. Sure enough, it does. Uh, and then he goes into this little kind of not speech, but like this little kind of aside of uh, how it was his brother's car, and you used to get your new car, or this I forget the time, but there was a specific time every year that you got your new cars. New cars come out in September. That's what it there was. There you go. Yep. Um, and he 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 lets them know that uh, that a new car smell is the greatest smell in the world, 
except maybe for cats. He's apparently a really big cat lover, and he says that new car smell is second only to cats, um, which I thought was a little weird at first, kind of a bold, bold choice for for something. But whatever, I'm 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 not the artist. Not everybody's a yeah. Dog not everybody's a dog person, I guess. So uh, Arnie's like, yo. I want this car. And Dennis is like, hey, man, you can't afford this car. And he's like, the fuck, I can't. I've been saving. Uh, I've got all the money I need. So he buys the car and they head back to his very understanding parents' house. Oh, yeah. And uh, it goes right to like, so they show Dennis like drinking orange juice in Arnie's kitchen and, Arn and Arnie's mom being like, you did what? <laughs> like, you're not, you can't buy a car. And he's like, well, if you mean I can't, what do you say? If you mean I can't register a car without a parent, you're right. But I already bought the car. And she's basically like, well, you're not keeping that piece of shit here. Uh, it's like you fucking up my lawn, basically. Like, you know, she doesn't want it anywhere in front of the house because she thinks it's an eyesore. And then she looks at Dennis, who you get the vibe for from the very beginning that she doesn't like Dennis. Like she really doesn't like Dennis. No. And there's a lot of it that I can't necessarily explain. You just have to watch how she looks at him and kind of interacts with things that he says to get the vibe that she just does not like him. And she looks at Dennis and she's like, and why did you let him buy this car? And he's like, I didn't let him buy this car. I tried to talk him out of it. And she's like, well, you probably, you obviously didn't try hard enough. And then Dennis is like, all right, deuces and he leaves and he's like i've had enough of this yeah, shit peace out. Um, out of here. and and arnie is basically like okay fine i'll take it to darnell's there which is a shop around town and uh i'll leave it there and i'll work on it there so they head off to darnell's which looks very much like the junkyard in nightmare on elm street 3 yep. in terms of just shit stacked all over the place um it looks like you'd get tetanus yeah. if you bumped into anything he asked Dennis to honk the horn so that they'll open the garage door because Christine's horn does not work. Um, so he does. And this, they go to a shot inside of Darnell opening the door and this kind of ball of smoke pulling in. And uh, he says to Dennis, if if you sold him that car, you ought to be fucking ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Darnell is probably one of my favorite characters in the movie because he's like the most honest one out of all of them. Only in the movie, though, because he's like a shady gangster yeah, in the book. Yeah. Um, and he's just basically like, uh, he, he says to Arnie, like, I don't want you running that. I don't want you running that mechanical asshole in here. Um <laughs> There's yeah, always some kind of food and juiciness. Yeah, in his mouth he's always chomping on a talks. cigar. He's like, there's really? no smoking in here. And Dennis is like, yo, man. And he points to a table in the back where Darnell and a bunch of his friends had been playing poker. And they're all smoking. And he's like, but sir, those men back there are smoking. And Darnell looks at him. He's like, you're about to get your friend thrown out on his fucking ass. <laughs> or some shit like that. And um, that was solid. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh so so he basically says like all right you can leave that car here don't you dare run that thing inside pretty much don't go harvesting all my fucking good parts this this place is for working stiffs who got to keep their car running so they can keep bread on the table is what he tells him like if you're going to come here and just be an asshole and joyride and steal all my good stuff 
you can fuck directly off and head back out the way you came in. Uh, and that's our introduction to Darnell. And uh, yeah, like I said, he is my favorite character in the movie. So we pick up again at school, obviously. Uh, and the character we completely omitted talking about before is at this point, they've already introduced Lee, which is kind of like the love interest. Like she's the, she's the new girl in school. All the guys are like, whoa, man, did you see her? Um, everybody's been trying to go up and ask her out. It hasn't been working out very well. But uh, so we're all in the library. That's where this, that's where this goes. So we're all in the library and it's, uh, it's Dennis and two other guys whose names I don't remember, but it doesn't matter because they're not really going to come up again. Um, And they're kind of daring each other to go talk to Lee to ask her out. And everybody's like, no, man, you do it. You do it. Everybody's real nervous about doing it all. She's been turning everybody down. So Dennis is like, fuck it. I'm going to go do it. So he gets up and he walks towards Lee in the back of the library. And as he's walking, he goes past Kelly Preston, who, what was her character's name again? Um, well, Jesus. Yeah. Well, all right. Gonna... Well, I'll keep going until you find it. So uh, Roseanne. he goes past Roseanne, who's clearly super into him. They've already established that she's like super into Dennis because he's like the football star yep. and uh, she's all about him. So as he's walking towards Lee, he's going past her and she kind of looks up at him like, oh, hi. Are you going to like hair behind the ear? Like, are you going to come sit next to me? And he's just like, nope. And he goes right past her and he goes to Lee and boy. The look that Kelly Preston gives him, like he was the most suppressive individual possible. Like it was the early, it was the early seeds of her Scientology hatred of non-Scientology. Because she just looks at him like the Phaetons were just dripping off of him. Maybe uh, they were. You never know. You never know. Uh, so he sits down next to Lee and hits her with his best, his best, you know, kind of come on lines, which are like, so, uh, do you like music? Or something like, hey, do you like dancing? Or, hey, uh, history, huh? Kind of boring, am I right? And she's like, yeah, it's pretty boring, you know? And uh, he asks her out, and she's like, uh, no, uh, I can't. Now, normally, like, this is this is one of those moments where it kind of, like, you can tell the generational difference. So, so he kind of looks back at his friends after she says no, and they're, like, egging him on, like, come on, tough guy. Mind you, this is in the library, so they're all kind of like, like you know like whispering or whatever and uh he turns back to her and it's like why like in this kind of like what do you mean you don't want to date me how dare you make your own opinion on something like this and she's a nice guy yeah and she says that she's she has a date she's already going out with somebody she can't go with him and he's like what uh who could this yeah who could this mystery date be i felt like i knew everyone and everything that was going on here and uh so uh he goes back to we go back to the nighttime and he's over heading over to arnie's to hang out at this point arnie has been kind of uh i don't want to say given a promotion because he doesn't necessarily work in the strictest sense for darnell but darnell has him uh has him driving around and picking up part orders and and things like that for him and bringing stuff back to help out around the shop and keeping the toilet paper on the little spools in the bathroom, um, <laughs> things like that. And uh, one of my favorite interactions where uh, where Arnie says, like, well, I'll think about it when he asks him if he wants to do this, do this. And Darnell's response is, well, don't think too fucking long or I'll throw you out on your ass. You know, it's very, 
very sensitive kind choking of, on yeah, choking on a chicken bone and a cigar. Um, so Dennis gets to Arnie's and Arnie, Arnie comes or Yeah. Arnie comes out. He sees Dennis and he goes like, ah, shit. And he realizes that he had made plans with Dennis, but he's obviously got something going on. Uh, so the one time that the mom sticks up. Yeah, the one time she's like, did you have plans with Dennis? And you knew it was only because she wanted to be a bitch to Arnie. Yeah, she just wanted to be mad. She just wanted to be mean um, because it's what she does. Mm -hmm. But we find out that the person going out with Lee is Arnie. Arnie shot his shot. It worked out for him. And uh, you kind of notice that, uh, you know, since Arnie's been working on this car, He's kind of become a little bit of a different dude. He's got a little bit more swagger to his step. He dresses a little different, kind of big collared shirts open a little bit with a t-shirt. He's got this kind of, his hair is different. He's not wearing his glasses, which I always thought was kind of weird. Like, did Arnie just get fucking contacts all of a sudden? Like, he just doesn't have his fucking glasses anymore. Um, But he's, you know a different guy he's 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 more confident and he basically says to dennis like sorry dude totally forgot gotta go deuces and he kind of like leaves yep and yeah um but the big reveal that he's the one dating yes is at is at the football game game, which i've completely you know cut i mean you described it without describing i did but i mean that's that's okay they're at the they're at the yeah go ahead no no go it's the big game and and dennis is about to you know do this football move and i don't go sports ball yeah go sports uh i don't football so you know he goes to catch a ball and looks up and he sees arnie with his tongue down lee's throat and oh my god and he misses and then like shatters his leg yeah he gets tackled he gets taken down. The funniest part of that whole thing is that Buddy Repperton and his crew are cheering that Dennis got fucking obliterated on the field. Yeah. They take him out on a stretcher, I do believe. And uh, Dennis spends the most of the remainder of the movie in a hospital bed with a busted up leg. And I'm yep. sure like a concussion or whatever. <laughs> various and yeah, other Yeah, things. various other injuries. So most of the focus now at this point is going to be on Arnie and Lee and Christine and Christine. Um, at the football game, when Repperton and his crew were cheering Dennis's bad luck, they happened to glance over and they happened to see Arnie's sitting there with his car, yep. Christine, which is in pristine shape now. Pristine, Christine. That's right. Um, and uh they're like yo what the fuck what's up with that and it's is it mooch yes it is moochie he leans in and he says i know where he keeps it <laughs> so the next the next setup is pretty much them busting into darnell's moochie's voice is breathier than Lee. it is it is <laughs> it's got like this southern bell kind of thing going to it so they bust into darnell's they they proceed to just obliterate Christine. Yeah. Uh, one of them even one of them even takes a shit on the dashboard, which you will <laughs> as you will hear several times in that movie. Uh, here's the one thing I did notice though. So when Moochie is inside the car, 
he's like carving up the seats and he's smashing up the the, the dashboard and the, the glass and all that. <clears throat> Christine's radio comes on. And that's the other thing that's kind of been going on is this is like that Christine almost communicates through the songs on the radio. And I am convinced that this is where Michael Bay got the idea for Bumblebee in the Transformers movies. Yeah. Because Bumblebee communicates through songs on the radio. And that's 100% what Christine does in this movie. So again, Michael Bay rips somebody off. Um, in other news. Yeah. The uh, is wet. So the radio comes on and Moochie kind of gets this weird look and and then just starts smashing with a hammer and and then somebody shits on the car and then <laughs> and then they go home and then they go home um, probably have a snack but the next day Arnie is you know further into his like tough guy fifties look a little bit yeah he comes in with Lee they've kind of been having issues. At this point, yeah. there wasn't. Right, so I skipped something because I wanted so badly to get to the the somebody's shit on the dashboard thing. Um, <laughs> and why wouldn't you right? want to fast track Arnie and Lee dashboard poops? There's a whole scene where Arnie and Lee go to a drive-in in the middle of the pouring rain, which just to me seems like a just a goddamn awful. I idea. don't think they would have held that movie. No. Um, so. So they're 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 kind of making out, and then things are getting hot and heavy. And then Lee's like, "No, no, hold up, can't do it anymore." And she just gets out of the car, and Arnie's like, "Yo, you, what the fuck?" Um, and Lee lets it slip that she just can't. She she doesn't like the car. She doesn't like Christine. Uh, Arnie kind of says like, "Oh, well, you're just jealous of her." Well, you know, it's so silly to be jealous of a car. And she's like, "I'm not jealous. Like, it's just I feel weird when I'm in this car. Like somebody's watching me." And he's like, "That's nuts." And uh, so they come back now. They come back in the car. They're both fucking soaked completely. So I imagine the remainder of the evening is going to be so much fucking fun. Yeah. Uh, and they're like eating cheeseburgers while the movie's going on, taking the smallest bite of a cheeseburger I think I have ever seen in my life. Like chipmunks take bigger bites of, of anything, really. She starts choking. And... Uh, as she's kind of whatever, Arnie is out of the car because Christine's windshield wipers have stopped. You know, timing. Yeah. So he gets out. He shuts the door. He's trying to fix with the uh, with the windshield wiper, and and Lee starts choking, and the car lights up. Yeah, hamburger. on her crumb of hamburger, and the, something starts lighting up in the car, like somebody's holding a spotlight on her from like below the dashboard. And you know, Arnie's trying to get in. He can't. The doors the doors won't open. They've magically and, uh, locked. They, they've magically locked. And then her side opens up and a dude in the car next to them, <laughs> a dude in the car next to them opens the door. He pulls Lee out and he's giving her the Heimlich maneuver. But I'm going to be completely honest with you. If you are watching this scene and you didn't know that he was giving her the Heimlich maneuver, you would assume that the Heimlich maneuver was the last fucking thing on earth that he was giving her. Because when she does finally spit out this minuscule piece of burger uh, and her life has been saved, she kind of falls into him a little bit, which is understandable. She's she almost died. She's very. But he puts his head, he puts his chin on her shoulder like they are in a tender moment. Like he's having one. He had one. Yeah. He's given her the sexy, sexy version yeah. of the Heimlich maneuver. Like it was the it's the kind of Heimlich maneuver where you've got to like cock an eyebrow when you say it. Like it's the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. You know. 
Uh, and Arnie's like, hey, get your damn hands off her. Like, it's very much, it kind of reminded me of, uh, of, George, of McFly. Yeah, George McFly and back then, hey, you get your damn hands off her. Like, it was just as, just as limp. Um, and uh, so that they, they, they go home and they're kind of fighting and arguing on the porch. And Leah's like, I just don't like this fucking car. And, you know, you didn't even try to help me. And Arnie's like, I can't get the fuck, couldn't get the fucking door open. Like, what did you want me to do? And, uh, and oh, and you tried to, you tried to stop that guy that was trying to save me. Look, lady, it did not look like he was trying to save you. No, he was trying to do something else. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they kind of, you know, they're like, they're like fighting a little bit. And then the, like the, the fight softens and. Arnie does the most obnoxious dude thing you can possibly do in a situation like this. And he's like, hey, baby, I know that we just had a really stressful night and uh, you almost died. And you think my car is possessed and hates you. And you think that it's turning me into somebody that you don't necessarily recognize anymore. But I think what you need is a little fucky fucky. <laughs> is, essentially, is essentially what his response to her was. And she's basically like, what? And his line was about as eloquent. Yeah, it was about as eloquent. Um, and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? And then like, she kind of shoves him off her. Or she, she shoves it. Yeah, she shoves him off of her. And, um, and then her father from inside flips the light on to let them know that that's enough of this, young people. Uh, there will be no shenanigans. Yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be no fucky fucky on my front porch. Um <laughs> But the funny thing about that is, is it means like he was probably there for that entire exchange. So not only did he have to hear that, like Arnie trying to get into Lee's pants, but he had to hear Lee talk about how Arnie's car is fucking possessed. <laughs> so he's got that moment of like, Arnie's a pervert and he's trying to bang my fucking daughter. But then he's also got that moment of like, but my daughter's also nuts, apparently. <laughs> like, she's also kind of crazy. Um and you can tell that it was the 80s because no parent did a fucking thing to help anyone. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, at this point, we get a lot more uh, we get a lot more interactions with Arnie and Christine. Uh, she she they show her put herself back together after Buddy Repperton's gang obliterates her. When like, you finally get the first like <clears throat> the first pieces that you know that it's a John Carpenter movie because you have that yes background music yeah. that is very john carpenter and, and honestly that scene is pretty pretty amazing like yeah, i know they, they filmed it's a lot of reverse they did a lot of like reverse footage to, to make it yeah and work whatever like air compressor yeah. things in there to like blow things out yeah. and it was very cool it's a very cool scene if you've never seen the movie which i, I can't imagine that there's a ton of people it's kind of the scene. It's, it's it's the scene yeah it is um because Arnie says to her basically like, all right, show me what you got. And yep. she does it in front of him. And this is the first time that she has done that to what we know. Yeah, where he's in, in, obviously where he, Now he knows that she's alive yeah. in a sense. Yep. Um, and then, well, and then things just get nuts. <laughs> um, and that's when the movie really yeah. picks up. So, so Arnie has like sparingly visited Dennis in the... In the hospital. In the hospital. Uh, he's kind of just progressively becoming more and more of an asshole. There's going to be scenes that I, we don't talk about. I'm not, we're not going to do like a full 
breakdown because there's just there's a lot of interactions like like yeah we've done a pretty comprehensive yeah, one you, so you far, get the idea yeah um arnie is changing so arnie's wardrobe is not only changing but arnie's uh ability to stand up for himself yes has changed there's a whole there's a whole point with his parents where he's like shouting at his mother after christine gets fucked up by yes the... yeah because they want to buy him another they want to help him buy another car right and he goes off on both of them saying you know if, if you had let me keep my car at home this, this wouldn't, wouldn't have, have yeah. happened and basically hands both of his parents their asses in a moment that's probably long overdue for both of them oh god yeah um you know i think like you know you're supposed to watch this scene and be like oh he's being you know so terrible to his parents they fucking earned it <laughs> you know if, if arnie's going to go through this transformation into a completely different person i he gets my stamp of approval for going off on his parents in that moment because if stephen king can write a like brand of character he can make some pretty god-awful fucking parents <laughs> yeah he, yeah so yeah he gets a gold star yeah which i think parents. like uh... I mean, it's been so long since we did a fucking episode. I know we were kind of keeping track of like god awful mothers. This has got to be at least. The oh third. yeah, she's probably she's got to be in like the top five yeah. of all time. So Arnie is clearly a different person now. Yes. Uh, Lee isn't really interested in being with Arnie anymore. She's kind nope. of scared of him. Uh, she really doesn't understand who he's turning into. But Dennis she's, at the same time is also concerned for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like she's completely cutting him off. But right. she's she's still she's concerned about him in a friendly sort of way. Like she yeah. just doesn't doesn't like she who doesn't he is to be, be in a relationship. Yeah. for this bullshit. And she doesn't want to get in the car ever again. But she she still has concern for his safety and and feels like there's there's something very wrong. Yeah. Happening to him. But before any of that can kind of you know solidify and come to fruition, mm -hmm. we got to get a little revenge taken care of here. Yep. So we are shown okay here's 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 what the fuck is up with moochie part two um so the next scene is um a uh like a mac truck like a big like a big truck yeah, no like a dump truck yeah no there's no no it's, it, it's there's no just no cab on it oh it's it's a truck not hauling anything so it pulls up under an overpass <laughs> And by under an overpass, I want you to know that I don't mean like, well, it's one bridge and then there's like the space underneath. This is like two roads crossing over each other it's and like the what area. You would see in a movie where they would have like unhoused people with like fires in a barrel yeah. and like an yeah. encampment, like yep. that amount of concrete and there, overpasses. There are no, there are no stores in the shot. There are no houses nearby. Nope. There is nothing nothing absolutely nothing but just desolation and like shit you would find in an underpass yep so the truck stops and moochie gets out and he just starts walking and my first question is what the fuck was he dropping him <laughs> off there for like why what, was he in that why truck? was moochie in that truck why like, all right so like we all right so maybe he was hitchhiking but fucking where where was moochie hitchhiking to because there's nothing there it wasn't like yeah. yo i need a ride to the store yo i need a ride to my friend's house i can only take you this far well there was fucking nothing beyond the overpass too so why there yeah so uh i'm gonna go on record as saying that i think there were some questionable things going on in the cab of that truck <laughs> um 
I don't know what, and I, I, I'm not going to kink shame. Whatever, no. whatever anybody wants to do is what anybody wants to do. I'm just saying, if you were trying to be subtle about not. what was going on there, Moochie, you <laughs> picked an underpass, and anybody driving around that saw you get out of the cab of that truck has a general idea of what you may or may not have been doing yeah. in the cab of that truck. Yep. But anyway, back to the task at hand. <laughs> Moochie gets out, and... Uh, he kind of looks around and headlights light up and it's it's Christine. She's hiding underneath a little little kind of alcove section here. And she just starts slowly driving towards him a little bit. And Moochie's like, Cunningham, is that you? And uh, she revs her engine a little bit and she just takes off after him. And Moochie's running. And boy, let me tell you, Moochie running. Uh, <laughs> he runs exactly like somebody named Moochie would run. Like if you could picture it in your head, you're right. Um, Moochie has a very Ben Hanscom-esque quality to him with the tight fat boy jeans, like with the shiny seat because you've got a big ass and you like don't fit in them right. And he's got the big sweatshirt. Like he, he's just like evil Ben Hanscom. Mm -hmm. That's actually a really good, <laughs> a really good one. Um, she chases him. He gets himself into like, well, I think it was, uh, it was like a loading dock where a yeah where a truck would back into to, to but it had walls so there was like a narrow strip where she couldn't get in to get him and he's like that and now he's tough like he's been crying and sniveling as he's running the whole time but now because she can't necessarily get in to get him he's like I'm gonna get you now Cunningham come on out and then Christine just fucking drives like she just squishes herself into this narrow fucking spot and just kills him like they don't show it but like she pinches him in between the wall and herself and you know that moochie is no more nope um <laughs> uh we 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 hear you know the scuttlebutt around school that moochie has been moochie has been dispatched <laughs> and uh and then we meet maybe one of the funniest side characters ever which is uh harry dean stanton playing the cop and uh the worst last name junkins is a terrible yeah. last name he is as as jen said previously the worst cop because he just Holy he shit. starts asking all of these kind of just generic questions that would have nothing to do with somebody who's murdered somebody but he phrases them in a way that they're like all These are the hot button questions. Yeah, yeah, like he's like he's got them. Yeah, like he's like, oh, there's a pretty odd red paint on on your car here. I didn't know they still made that. And Arnie's response is basically like, well, they must because I got it. And I was just <laughs> like, that's a pretty solid response to this line of questioning. Honestly, like uh, he was like, oh, well, do you have the receipt? It's not nail polish. Yeah, like, or do you have the receipt, which Arnie doesn't have? And I'm thinking to myself, like what reason does Harry Dean Stanton have for asking any of these fucking questions? Because if Arnie's car, if Christine had had giant skid marks all down the sides of her and been completely fucked up, I, it would have been one thing, but there's not a mark on her. And he's like, Oh, well, I heard they busted your car up pretty bad. And, uh, you know, it looks fine. And, and Arnie's like, is it against the legal to work on your own car? And, yeah. Like, and and, his and Harry car. Dean Stan is like, no, no, of course not. But in that way that he's like, yes, yes, it must be. <laughs> and the whole time I'm thinking, why? Why the fuck is it? Um, why is any of yeah. this happening? 
so he, he proceeds to question him a little more and 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 arnie's like yo i gotta i gotta go i ain't got time for this bullshit and uh and since harry dean stanton has literally no leg to fucking stand on in this scenario he's just like uh okay bye um and then they they, they move on um and then we get and then we get a much a much more interesting interesting death because instead of dragging it out we get the three remaining members of buddy repperton's crew all at the same time yeah so buddy is riding in the car with not vandenberg is the one that's going to be at the gas station and ultimately they're heading to a shop like a like a garage and Vandenberg works at the shop. So it's Buddy Repperton and the other guy who looks kind of mousy to me. It's the best I could. Trelawney, I yeah. think is his name. So they're, they're at the store buying beers or whatever, and they're driving, and a car pulls up behind them, and it's got its high beams going, and, and Trelawney kind of re- leans up to the back and gives him the finger, and car's tailgating them. They pull in. Does he bang them? Does he does he like bump them? Uh, yeah, I think she I think she bangs <clears throat> into their butt. And, yeah, you know they pull in and start yelling. And then Christine just like she just drives into the fucking garage. Yep. Basically, like nobody got out of the way. Nobody got out of the way. Vandenberg is literally he's got like a minute or so to think about what he's going to do. No, it's. The other Vandenberg gets it after. Yes, that's Trelawney right. Does. He dies in the explosion. When when he when Trelawney gets hit by Christine, it is not as funny, <laughs> but close to being as funny in terms of an impact as in the Jackass movies when Bam gets hit with the high five and just yes, like, there's that that moment of like uh, completely backwards, yeah, like without folding, so it's just a flat. It is almost that funny, like. He Trelawney is just standing there, just like a deer in headlights, and then just boom, and it's my fucking favorite. Death <laughs> in the movie. Like you idiot, you could have moved, you could have saved yourself, and uh, nope. So she kills Vandenberg in the explosion. She kills Trelawney when she drives in. Yep. Everything blows up, and then the next thing you see is Buddy Repperton running down the street in his engineer boots, which I don't know if anybody out there has ever worn engineer boots before. They are not a running kind of shoe. <laughs> it's like having like, a brick in your Yeah. Like it'd be like running in ski boots. <laughs> and Christine is behind him completely engulfed in flames. And boy, Buddy is just running, man. And that wind is just soaring through that hair. He's going to make it. He fucking knows it. And he knows it because he made no attempt to, to, to move to the left or the right at any time. He just stayed in the lane on the highway. And then, you know. Serpentine. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, to much to the surprise of everyone watching, uh, he gets run the fuck over and is left, uh, left burning. Yep. Burning on the ground. Just a little, uh, some blood on the highway. <laughs> so Buddy's dead. Buddy's gang is dead. R.I.P. Yeah, we hardly knew you. Uh, <laughs> so the next shot is uh, you're at Darnell's, and Darnell is there late. Everything is closed up for the most part. He's on the phone talking to somebody, and uh, the garage door opens up, and in rolls Christine, 
smoldering. Like yep. she is just smoking like she's been on fire. Drives down to the spot, backs in, and Darnell's like, the fuck? <laughs> so he grabs himself a shotgun, and he heads to down towards the bay where Christine has now pulled in. Now, this while we're talking about this, it just dawned on me. To open that garage door, you had to honk the horn and have somebody raise it for you. It wasn't automated because that... No, there was. There, there was a garage door opener. Was there? He has... So Arnie has the garage door opener in... He has it in the Cadillac when he does deliveries for Darnell. Oh, so he can come and go as... Yeah. Oh, all right. I must have missed that part in the 80 times that we had but to watch this. that's in Darnell's car. So I, how right. it would have right. gotten in Christine... Nobody opened it for her is no. what we're getting at. Like, he didn't open it for her. And if you're telling me that he had a... He had a remote in his Darnell's car. So maybe who the, he had one in there. Maybe, but who pushed it? Who pushed the damn button? Oh, I don't know. Oh, um, so Darnell's kind of making his way to the car. The car is smoking, and he's he's got the kind of gun trailed on the on the on the car a little bit, and he says, uh, "You know, I'm gonna get you a chance to come out, or else I'm coming in there after you." <laughs> and. Uh, he goes over to the driver's side. He goes to open the handle and he burns his hand on it. Uh, but thank God for oily rags because he grabs one. Yeah. I mean, there's. He grabs the hot, probably a lot hot handle and he opens it up and <gasps> there's no one in there. <gasps> Arnie's not in the car and his whereabouts are unknown. <laughs> um, so. In in what I can only describe as one of the most questionable decisions in this entire movie. So the car has pulled in by itself, smoking and clearly had been on fire yep. at some point. Darnell opens the door. He looks in and sees no one there and then gets in the goddamn car. If the door handle was too hot. Now, I understand that some things cool off faster than others, but I feel like upholstery would not be one of those things, especially because the upholstery is on top of, like, metal springs and a frame, and those things would still be hot. And... I don't know. It's one of those, like, you're just supposed to suspend ass. disbelief sort of things, I guess. I guess so. So Darnell gets in. He's sitting in the car, and he's got his hands on the steering wheel, and he's kind of, like, admiring... The make of the the model and make you know the, the craftsmanship of the vehicle. He's a car guy. But it was all on fire. I know, but we've already established that he has made a poor decision. I well, yes. The radio kicks on, and I can't remember. Is it was it the no? It wasn't the I hear you knocking, but you can't come in, or was it? It might be, but that's stupid because he was already he was already in. The in. Car. Um, it's the same song that played when the the bullies were we're smashing the car up is the, the I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. Um, so the, the, the radio comes on a Darnell has set the shotgun on the, on the seat beside him. And they show behind Darnell's seat that the seat starts to move forward. So Christine is moving the seat forward and she pins him, <coughs> excuse me. She pins him between the seat and the steering wheel and crushes yeah, him. Squishes. Yeah. Darnell was a big dude, so obviously it didn't take as you know she 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 just fucking railed she him in there. Lucky yep. Uh, and then we go to the next day with Arnie coming into Darnell's shop. He's got Darnell's car. He has quite obviously no idea that anything has gone on. Yep. Uh, 
there are cops everywhere. Harry Dean Stanton is already there doing his best copping. And uh, Arnie's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And Harry Dean Stanton is like, uh, yo, what's up? You know, this, the, 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 we found your boss dead in the in your vehicle. And he's like, well, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I, Why was he in my car? I, I, I have his car. Right. So Arnie's got a fucking alibi. Like, he clearly... He clearly has an alibi for everything that's gone on. Like he's yeah. been somewhere doing something for Darnell. But Stanton is still basically like, well, I don't give a lick about any of that. Uh, I know there's something shady going on here. Like he is so teetering around saying like your car is possessed, <laughs> which I know would be like the most insane thing you could say in this scenario. But I mean, like to be so close to the, the actuality of the fucking story. Um, he was like two steps away from accusing him of having an evil twin. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like this has somehow become the dark half. Yeah. Um, like his twin would have an eye patch. <laughs> like a, go a goatee. And a goatee. <coughs> this evil Arnie. Um, <laughs> you know what? Maybe Ernie. <laughs> yeah. You know what we did gloss over, though, was that Harry Dean Stanton says that uh, when he's talking to Arnie about... Uh, about how I heard somebody took a shit on your dashboard. Arnie says to him, well, you know, shit wipes up. And uh, and and Stanton says something about, like, you know, somebody wiped Moochie. Oh, oh yeah. somebody wiped Moochie up or something like that. We had to scoop his legs up with a little shovel. And Arnie's response is amazing. He just looks at him and he goes, well, isn't that what you do with pieces of shit? You <laughs> scoop them up in a little shovel? Like, it's the most just, like what the fuck are you getting at officer look on his face? Like, it's just, it's great. And it's another moment of Arnie supposed to be supposed being a bad guy, yeah. but you, but you have to have respect for him in that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, 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 the progression of Arnie from like kind of wimp, wimp and weakling to like kind of pissy against the world tough guy yeah is is it's a pretty good transition i would say that it's probably one of the better ones but uh so harry dean stan's got nothing to he's got they've got nothing to 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 to, to go on there's nothing surprise yeah like he's the because honestly ever. well and honestly they, they got there and sure darnell is in the trunk is in the front seat of the car but christine's not burned anymore nope. like she's completely back to normal so they have literally nothing to go on um so we get more of Dennis and Arnie hanging out and Arnie is like way far gone at this point. Like they're he's, he's pounding beers and he is just hammered drunk uh, in this, like in Christine driving. And uh, he's telling Dennis like, yo man, check this out. You know, you gotta, there ain't nothing in the world. Like when you love somebody and then, and, and, and they love you back and you can do anything, man. And, and, and Dennis is like, oh, you mean you feel that way about Lee? And Arnie's like, no, I'm talking about Christine, man. Like he's an idiot. And he says, no shitter in the world ever came between me and Christine. Now, this is a line almost like verbatim, verbatim from what LeBay said that his brother had said about the car as well. Just an absolute obsession. And LeBay went so far as to have told him, because we left it out, that, that not only did his brother die in that car, but so did his wife and, his and so did their kid. So like he is slowly turning into exactly how LeBay was described. 
which makes you wonder like was he possessed by LeBay? Which like, is what the book kind of does. hints at, yeah. Um but at this point Dennis is like, yo, something's got to change. Like Arnie is too far gone. There's nothing we can really do anymore for him. We got to we got to try and help him. Yep. And uh Lee calls him uh totally flirty on the phone like she's obviously over arnie because she's all like yo what up dennis you want to get together and he's like yeah you know let's talk about let's talk about arnie they're not going to talk about arnie but you know so they devise this plan to get to to go to darnell's and set up this trap for christine and uh and 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 rid her rid arnie of her once and for all because they feel like if they get rid of christine arnie will come back uh so he carves he carves into Christine like Darnell's tonight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the 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 next sequence is the this is the big this is the big finale. But wait, what? But wait, there's more apparently. Well, no, well, not that there's more, but Christine must have wanted the confrontation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was well, when she we watched was... it the last time. I had that moment, like, well, she could have just fixed herself. And Arnie wouldn't have known, but she, whatever. Dennis and Lee kept Arnie from her completely. Yeah. So. Yeah, she was itching for Yeah, she wanted to be Arnie's only one. So Christine comes to the, comes to Darnell's and they, uh, they drive around a little bit. Like he's trying to get, they're trying to crash into Lee. They're smashing into things. Dennis is driving a a big bulldozer looking thing, like a backhoe kind of. Yep. And uh, they're, you know, they smash Christine up a bit and they think they've got her and then she comes back and then he slowly kind of grabs her with the bucket and drives up over her and crushes her. And uh, she comes back even from that, I do believe. Mm -hmm. And then eventually they smash her up farther than she can go. But what we realize is that Arnie had been in the car the whole time. Yep. And he's now dead. Like, because of what happened, Arnie has been impaled on a giant piece of glass. I'm assuming from the windshield or the windows or whatever. Uh, And Arnie dies in a shot that really kind of reminds me of uh, if I had said that it reminded me a little bit of Creepshow in the sense that it had like that very brightly colored palette to it like these the very drastic colors like arnie is kind of bathed in this red and green these very intense like technical co- yeah like yeah. these intense colors and he dies they crush christine up into a little cube they drop her on the ground outside it's daytime this is the the epilogue so to speak and dennis and lee are are, are watching you know kind of anxiously anticipating to say is like is this truly over yeah they hear some rock music and they get a little nervous and then a dude walks by with a with a boom box on his shoulder and he kind of gives them this look like what you know and then he keeps going <laughs> harry dean stanton is there uh who the fuck knows why um often not solve another one i guess uh and then uh as the guy walks away with the boom box lee says like I hate rock and roll. And then we get the and they kind of hint that maybe, maybe Christine might be able to fix herself. Like there's a little bit of movement in some of the metal that's exposed, a teeny little, little twinge of movement. And then we cut to credits and uh, yeah, 
that is the over-explained plot of a movie that you've probably seen 50 times already. <laughs> anyway, um, but with jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so overall, Jen, what do you think? What do you think of the movie as a whole? Now that we've watched it so many times. Over the years, I've kind of gone back and forth like, this is stupid. And, you know, it's obviously there are changes from the book to the movie, because how could there not be? Mm -hmm. But like, it's, it's definitely grown on me. And to his credit, um, I think Keith Gordon does a better job of showing character transition from you know, starting out normal and ending up as this, like, basically possessed, crazed yeah. person. <clears throat> he does a better job of showing that transition than Jack Nicholson did in The Shining. Do you know why that is? <laughs> because he's not Jack Nicholson. Because John Carpenter is a better director than... All right. I mean, oh, yes, there's, there's also Kubrick? that. But, <clears throat> like, there's some really good scenes in it. There's, like, when he's yelling in the car about you know, no shitter coming between him and Christine. Like he does not blink during that scene. No. He is completely wide eyed and just totally nuts. With that red glassy eyed look that can only come from somebody who's been drinking for like three days straight. Yeah. There are just, there are a lot of things about the movie that I really like and it didn't grow on me because I got checked out by Buddy Repperton. That was just completely coincidental. <laughs> but no, I, I enjoy the movie. I, it's, it's fun. There are a lot of Stephen King movies that I absolutely loathe, and there are some that I that I love a lot too. And th this one's just—it's just fun. It is, and uh, yeah, I, I I would honestly say that like I agree with those sentiments. Like I've always kind of liked the movie. Um, I love John Carpenter. Like I said, I feel like it was as faithful to a book as sometimes you can be, especially yeah. in a book like this where your main fucking antagonist is 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 a vehicle like it's literally yeah. a car like it doesn't talk in an age where there was no cgi so you have to stick with practical effects and yep. you have to make it work it has to be believable and yeah they did a good job of that like i believe that movie on like i believed arnie as as the the the, the, the sympathetic mm -hmm. victim i believed dennis i believed like lee and all of the characters uh i thought buddy repperton was a really believable bully i think he's one of the better i would put him on par with um yeah of course i'm forgetting the name now Kiefer Sutherland? No, no well yeah he's on that list too um no uh the the, the character from it whose name is immediately slipping me right now the bully oh god damn it yeah exactly um but you, you all know who we mean. Um, I would put him on par with like <laughs> that level of a decently done bully. I believed that character as like a fucking asshole that I would want to avoid yeah. at all costs. So, I mean, to, to that extent, like I, it's, it's a fantastically done movie as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And John Carpenter, like I said, is an, is, is a master. There are so many shots in that movie that I, like he's Carpenter shots. Yeah. John Carpenter he's the shot. first director I've ever had where I could look at a movie that he did and recognize a shot. Yeah. Um, I don't notice things like that necessarily, but in that movie, it's littered with them. There are so I mean, many close, close shots at widescreen. Yeah. Like that are just like quintessential Carpenter. Like Carpenter just... has very obvious fingerprints on movies that he does. 
the other for me being soundtracks being the incidental music mm -hmm. and and all of that and and for christine you don't really get that until christine starts doing her weird witchy shit as a car yes and then like at the end there you know when they're trying to destroy her that you you from if you can hear anything in that part of the movie you know immediately that that's mm -hmm. that it's a john carpenter yeah. movie so uh yeah i guess that uh Goodness, we did it. We, we did. We did it. We covered this movie. Two years in the making. Wait. Oh, what? What? So there's fun facts. Okay. Did you know that Christine's name was derived from George Romero's wife? I did not. Stephen King was working on something, I think, with George Romero and was got the show? idea, probably, got the idea to name the car after Christine, after George Romero's That's awesome. Wife. And the other fun fact is... The mom, and I'm not turning my phone back on to look up her name, but the mom who is awful. Uh, mean mom four. Yeah. She and I share the same birthday, which oh. that's not really the fun fact, but whatever. She lived in the Amityville house. Her parents owned the Amityville house right before the DeFeos did. No kidding. Yep. Huh. So there were the original owners that built the house. They then sold them. it to her family, and then they sold it to the DeFeos. So those are my two fun Who then ones. went and had nothing spooky happen in that fucking house. No, that no, that was the those were the people that the Lutzes. The, yes. Yeah. The DeFeos were she lived there right she was the pre murder family. Right, and that's what I'm saying. And then yes. the DeFeos bought it and nothing spooky happened. No, the, De because there's no, nothing... the DeFeos were the murder family. The Lutzes were the nothing spooky happened family. Right, but didn't the one DeFeo claim that the house made him do it? I mean, they said that that right, but that's what I'm saying. Then nothing yes. spooky happened yeah, because just murder. why are we talking about Amityville? I don't fucking know because movies. I'm not th talking about the movie. I'm talking about the actual people, dingus. <laughs> but yes, we did it after a two year sabbatical. It feels it feels good, it right? Does. Like maybe we can get another one in here and like I don't know. Maybe we don't wait two years. Maybe not. No, I mean we live together, you so do. you would think that we could have done this before yeah. that, but but anyway. So yeah, I hope this was worth the wait. Uh, I know I feel like I have a giant weight taken off of me <laughs> by this movie being done now. Um, so we can move on and do another one. Yeah. Um, which I'm not going to go ahead and say what it is because I don't know. And I don't want to like, no, want to give any we anticipation. Know what happened the last time. Yeah. We waited two years. Um, <clears throat> so I hope you had fun. I hope you enjoyed it. We had fun. Yeah, we did. We did. It was good or to I get back to it. For you. I... <laughs> no, it was fine. I had fun. Um, all right, so uh, the, the business aspect of it, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, you want to look for All Kings Pod on yes. Twitter. And I think that's the all. We do have a Facebook group. I'm not, I don't do too much with it. Um, no. Yeah, uh, you'll be able to find this on any platform, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, He's very sensitive I am. about that. I love that saying. Uh, <laughs> I, you completely fucking derailed me. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm your wife. Oh, it's um, job. Uh, when you get done listening to it, please uh, like, review, uh, share the episode. Uh, we would love for plenty of people to hear all about us. Tell us how we're wrong. On yeah, Facebook. exactly. Tell us how you think that you know the movie was better than we said it was. I like to argue on the internet. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, um, hey, and the siren went off, town. so uh, here we go. I guess that's telling me to wrap things up. Yeah. Uh, there and shut the fuck up. <laughs> until next time, <laughs> thank you so much.
for listening to All Kings. If you want to find the podcast, you want to go to How We Saw It Podcast Network Presents. I know it's a mouthful, but we got a lot of shows under one banner, and uh, I like to make things a little difficult, I guess. Um, <laughs> but that's going to be he does. That's going to be it for now. We're going to be uh, going to be seeing you again, hopefully soon. Air hopefully, rain. very soon. Jen, say good night to everybody. Good night, everybody. Later, y'all.